0: Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Book 3, Section 26. He applies himself to hearing confessions. When he had been ordained priest, He was put in charge of hearing confessions. And although he was reluctant to do so, he agreed, ever ready to obey others before suiting himself. For he knew how pleasing to God it was to conform himself to the will of others. Amazing, isn't it? Philip longed for nothing more than a solitary life. But rather than please himself, he put what others wanted before his own desires. Following the example of Christ who said, my food is to do the will of the father who sent me. And elsewhere, I came down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. He was very assiduous in the work of hearing confessions to the extent that he hardly ever left the church, forgetful of himself. That in itself is a great thing, but to tell you something even more remarkable, he would pass the greater part of the day in this work without ever becoming tired. He was so eager to summon wandering souls back to their senses That merely being seated in the chair, which he used to hear confessions, gave him the greatest refreshment and delight. You would not believe how many people, and what great ones, he enabled to bring forth ample fruit from the manure of their sins. And how many men and women he were encouraged by his efforts to embrace the monastic life there was no institute of the religious life that did not acquire several of Philip's disciples. Though of them all, it was the order of preachers that most particularly flourished thus with his penitence. How many more were there whom he had from the most terrible sins and heinous crimes to amend their lives? And who, afterwards, at his direction, abandoned all frivolous matters, and devoted themselves entirely to a serious life. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here. ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus. Teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Why do Catholic priests sit in a chair when they hear confessions? The reading tonight says that St. Philip had great refreshment delight just being in his confessional chair. Well, of course, a priest, if he has to, can hear confessions anywhere. He could hear confessions standing up. He could hear confessions lying on his bed, St. Philip Mary would sometimes even do. He could hear confessions driving a car. There's no absolute need to have a chair, but but why is it fitting? Why is it so recommended by the church? Well, we have to remember what a confessor is. He's, first of all, a spiritual father. That's true. St. Philip was there waiting for wandering souls to come back. He's, the priest is like the prodigal father in the story of the prodigal son, on the lookout. You know, when you go to confession, God the Father, through the person of his priest, is on the lookout for you. He's waiting for you to return, like the prodigal son. He says, I will go back and... Tell my father I'm not worthy to be his son. And while the prodigal son is on the way back, the father sees him at a distance because he's on the lookout for him. He's waiting for him. And he runs out to meet him. It's a beautiful parallel of confession there. So this father, the priest is a father. Okay, that's true. He's also a doctor. This is why we have to confess our sins, make known what we've done, so the priest can diagnose He can offer some medicine in terms of a penance. So the priest is a doctor. But again, that's not exactly why he sits. He's also a teacher. So if we need some instruction, if we need some guidance, the priest is there to teach us. But often teachers stand. But finally, the priest is a judge. He acts as a a judge. In a tribunal of mercy. This is not like a normal courtroom. If you go to a normal courtroom and say, I'm, I confess your sins, you confess your guilt, you admit what you've done, well then the, the jury and the judge find you guilty. You leave there guilty. You admit it, they don't need to prove it, and they declare you guilty. But in the tribunal of mercy, which is confession, you go And you tell your sins. You say what you've done. You say, I'm guilty of this. And you leave there not guilty. You leave there with all your sins forgiven. When St. Margaret Mary was being tested whether she was really receiving visions of Jesus, her superior said to her, well, Jesus is really appearing to you. Ask him next time he appears what I said in my last confession. So, St. Mary Margaret asked Jesus the next time he appeared, showing his Sacred Heart. And Jesus told St. Margaret Mary, in answer to the question, What did my superior confess? Jesus says, I forgot. In other words, through confession, our sins are wiped away, obliterated, they're gone. The guilt is gone. This is why St. Thomas Aquinas says a priest can never break the seal of confession. Because for him to tell another person that this person, so and so, is guilty of this sin, he's lying. Because if that sin is forgiven, it's not true to say that that person is a sinner or that he he is guilty of this because it's gone. And so the seal of confession is in conformity with the reality of your soul after you go to confession. And so the priest is there as a father. As a doctor, as a teacher, but he's also there as a judge, dispensing God's mercy. And what is he judging? He's not judging you or me when I go to confession. St. Philip is not judging people in that way. Far from it, priest thinks highly of people when they come to confession, thinks better of them, if you can even think of that way. What's he a judge of? He's only really judging whether what you say is a sin and whether you're sorry. Is it, have I heard a sin? Have I heard all the sins that this person can, can name and needs to name? And is this person truly sorry? So in other words, the main actor of confession is not the priest, it's the penitent, it's the one going to confession. The priest is the kind of the witness the, the judge witness who's there to make sure, okay, yep, all the conditions are there. I know God is the merciful. And then he issues the great declaration that you're not guilty, freeing you from your sins. This court, this tribunal of mercy. And so the priest traditionally sits, sits not to judge us as guilty, but they're sitting to judge us as truly sorry, and in the end, innocent. Innocent. And St. Philip Mary did not want to take on this role of confessor. He wanted to live a kind of isolated life in some ways, but he conformed himself to God's will, and he gave himself up to this work. And he gave himself up to it in a rather extraordinary way spending almost all day there at times. You know, we hear of St. John Vianney hearing confessions for 16 hours. Well, St. Philip would do the same thing, it seems, or at least be available all day long. Now, before we start judging other priests and say, oh, brother priests don't are like St. Philip, well, that's true. But remember, this was St. Philip's particular grace. He understood at this point in his priesthood, this is my main work. I have to renew in the church the sacrament of confession. I want to do what I can. And so he gave himself up to that as his particular work as the future apostle of Rome. In other priests today, each of us has to decide what is our work with God's help. We have to try to spend the right amount of time with each thing that God has put before us. So let us pray for priests tonight. Let us pray that God will raise up more spiritual fathers, spiritual doctors, spiritual teachers, men who want to be dispensers of mercy, true mercy, men who give themselves, who spend themselves and are spent for their flocks. For outside of the Eucharist, There's no better way to overcome our sins and to grow in holiness than good and frequent confession. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.